0: Today we're going to be talking about designing your day. I'll share how I design mine and maybe we can inspire one another. I also have some big announcements to make. Hi guys, what's up? Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Lisa, if you're new here. I'm on my morning walk again, and it is trash day, so I apologize if you hear a lot of loud trucks this morning. Be sure to subscribe, I post new episodes every Wednesday. The title of today's episode is How I Design My Day, and I'm eager for your feedback, so let's begin. and everybody seems to be cutting their lawn this morning too, guys, so I apologize that we're gonna hear all kinds of sounds on my morning walk here, but you know, it's a beautiful day and this is what happens when you're on a walk in the summertime, right? Wow, there's just so much noise. I hope it doesn't affect this podcast, sorry guys. Okay, anyway, today is June 17th, happy feast day. It is St. Maria in the forest, Holy Mary in the forest. A beautiful um, anniversary um, I don't know if you know about this feast day but this is the first of three consecutive days where our lady appeared to three little girls three shepherdesses, um, in 1849 in the woods of Austria um, and she came with a message saying that she was the Immaculate Conception and the beautiful thing is it was just a few years later um, that the Catholic Church um, that the dogma of the Immaculate Conception was proclaimed by the church in 1854. So I thought that's really, really quite beautiful. I wonder if that was one of the, you know, very last apparitions where she, where she said that before it became dogma. And um, if you would like to know, just if you're curious, um, the four dogmas about Our Lady that the church has proclaimed is um is the following if you're curious number one her perpetual virginity number two that she is the mother of god number three that she is the immaculate conception which means that when she was conceived in her mother's womb saint Anne's, um, she was conceived without sin um, completely without sin which is amazing um, some have likened that to sort of describing it as you know she was redeemed by our lord at the moment of conception that's what he chose to do for her and then the fourth dogma is the assumption that she was assumed into heaven um, and did not experience a physical death therefore her body is in heaven right now so those are the those uh, four dogmas form the basis of mariology if you're curious (laughs) anyway um i hope you guys are doing well um Gosh, these racial conflicts that are happening in our country are just breaking my heart. Oh, and I just, um, I keep thinking about Martin Luther King and his beautiful speech, and I have read that to my children, and it makes me cry every time I read it. I can't get through it without getting all, like, flubbery, (laughs) blubbery. Anyway, so I just pray for our nation in that way. And... I have to say I'm filled with hope. Um, of course, the weather is making me feel that, but especially hearing um, things opening back up, thing life going back to normal, it just it just fills me with such hope. I'm so happy. I will admit that Michael, the kids, and I are not at all ready to come out of quarantine. We are still hunkered down at our home. We do get out into the backyard, so that is a huge blessing. But we're not really going anywhere, and we're thankful that we have that option. Um, And we are praying every single night for those essential workers that don't have a choice, that are going to work, um, you know, or maybe it's essential for their family um, going to work, you know, outside of the home. Um, Anyway, so I just hope and pray that everybody is staying safe and even though we're not out of quarantine yet, somehow seeing some of you out there is bringing me joy. I'm just not ready to do it myself. Anyway, I have some announcements here for the podcast. Are you ready? They're kind of big ones. I have um, good news and bad news. Which do you want first? <laughs> um, all right, I'll give you the bad news first because for whatever reason, people always want the bad news first. I don't know why that is. Okay, so here's here's the the bad news or the kind of sad news. August 19th is coming up, you guys, and that is going to be the one-year anniversary of this podcast. And I think it is also going to be the last day of the podcast. I, I, when I set out to do this with Rachel, I... Kind of had in the back of my mind that I wanted to do it for one year, and um, we started on August 19th. I don't think it was a Wednesday, but it just happens that this coming August 19th is a Wednesday, and as you know, I release episodes on Wednesdays now. So, yeah, we have exactly nine episodes left to go, so get your topic requests in now. <laughs> But I don't know, it's just what I feel. I mean, you guys can convince me otherwise if you think it should continue, but I just feel peaceful about doing it for one year. And I'm excited because something big is coming next. It's not a podcast. Um, it has to do with my YouTube channel, (laughs) but I'm excited for the next big thing. Um, I'm excited for the next chapter and I'm excited to kind of put my energy into that next thing. So that's kind of where my heart is leading me. And I just kind of wanted to give you guys the heads up. I'm going to make the most of these next nine episodes because I love doing the podcast. Um, I just feel called to the next thing now. Um, so anyway, so, um, you know, Updates to come on that. <laughs> um, now for the good news, okay? So the good news is Michael and I found a place to live that is closer to Michael's work. We are so, so incredibly thankful to God. This has been a nine year search. I think you knew from previous episodes when I was talking to Rachel, like we were looking at houses and stuff. We've been looking at houses seriously forever. Um, but we finally found a place, and we are so excited, and uh, we're hoping that we'll be able to move in by the fall. Um, we're not sure, you know, school might actually start before we move. <laughs> That's not ideal situation, but you know what? It is what it is, so we'll just kind of trust God and work out the details as as things come our way. Um, but yeah, please, please pray for us that this transition is smooth and easy and that everything goes well. Um... We're just so excited to look forward to this and, um, you know, to to be at a place where, um, you know, Michael will be closer to work. Um, That is just going to be a huge, huge blessing. All right, so let's begin now with the fashion confession and then we'll get into our main topic today. Here's what I will confess to you this week. <laughs> I love jean jackets, you guys. I think I love jean jackets as much as Michael loves just jeans. Um, I counted them the other day, you guys. I have eight. And I'm so thankful. I, I, just, I just really get excited about different washes. I like them all to fit, like, really tight. I never button them. And I always undo the button at the wrist. And I turn back the sleeves into, like, a wide cuff. So they're, like they're always snug fitting on me. That's how I like them. But oh my goodness, guys, jean jackets are the bomb. And you know, it's really such a short time in the year where you can really wear jean jackets, um, right? It's like the spring and the fall, right? And then then they're kind of like not able to be worn. I don't know. I just, I treasure that little time where I can throw a jean jacket on over top of a dress or whatever the situation may be. And I have found these wonderful things on Amazon. They're like, these liners which have sticky on the back and you can put them on the armpits of your jean jackets so that if you're wearing like a you know a dress where you don't want to like sweat and stuff onto your jean jacket um, you can use them and then like tear them off at night you know and then your jacket stays clean and I love that because I am not a fan of washing jean jackets because gosh I feel like first time you wash a jean jacket like you've totally compromised it in my opinion At least with the hard water around here it's never gonna feel the same not the same softness and I think sometimes the dye migrates and whatnot so I'm really weird about not washing my jean jackets but doing everything possible to keep them as clean as I can (laughs) we've got a great new topic to delve in today well okay maybe it's not gonna be new We're going to be talking about how I design my day. You guys were really awesome, and I got some cool feedback from you about last episode where I talked about how I design my day, and a bunch of you said you wanted me to go into kind of like full detail and make a whole episode about it, so I was like, okay, let's do this. (laughs) So without further ado, let's get into it. Okay, so I'm just going to start off by sharing I might be repeating a little bit of what I said in the last episode. I apologize. But um, so every night I print what I call my day designer. Now, that's not really what it is because I know there is such a thing as a day designer. It's like an actual brand. They make like planners and things. Um, And so this is not that. But boy, is that like such a cute, catchy, like little phrase, right? So at the top of my paper, it says day designer. And um, I have 16 blocks. It's... um, four by four. And in each block, I have like a topic and then things under it. So it's I like to think of it as like a block schedule for my day. There are no times on this um, schedule for my day. And the reason is because I am not good at adhering to specific times, especially this is my summertime schedule. Okay. As a stay at home mom, this is unique to me. So I don't have to like, you know, be doing the same thing every day at the exact same time. I just want to make sure I do things you know, at least during the day I get these things done and I try to do them in the same order because they make sense. So yeah, so there's no times on here. That way I can feel successful even if I get to these things later in a day or earlier in a day. It doesn't matter just as long as I get to them. So of the 16 blocks, um, 14 are scheduled and two of them are just kind of like here is important things you got to remember okay so the first block is where i write the date and these are the things i do immediately upon waking okay the first thing is um before my feet even touch the ground i wake up and i just start with some gratitude um thanking the lord for my life um the people in my life and everything that he's given me um and i renew my consecration to jesus through mary um, it's just a quick little prayer. Sometimes I just say it from the heart instead of reading it. Um, but I do that before my feet touch the ground. And then when I get up, um, I make my bed. This is only at the request of my husband because I'm so embarrassed to say I would not make it otherwise. That is, it's just not my personality. It's a huge weakness I have. I just don't see the point, right? Because you're going to get back in it, whatever. And I don't know, if I see a bed that's not made... It's inviting to me, like I wanna jump in it at night. I don't know, but whatever. The entirety of the world and my husband disagree with me, so I'm conceding on that. So um, I make my bed right away, and then um, I go downstairs, And I, before I even feed myself, I look at the plans for dinner. Um, Usually I have an idea of where I'm going because I have some things posted. But I just confirm what tonight's dinner plans are. And then I set an alarm on my phone right away so that whatever I'm doing, I remember to stop and make dinner. I know that sounds so weird, but I'm one of those people, like I said in my last episode, I am not going to think about food until um, I'm like starving hungry, which is like... I'm so sorry to say that, but that's just the truth. Um, So anyway, so I do that, and then I prompt the kids to make their beds as well. It's not always perfect, but um, just getting in the routine is good. And then I usually sneak out of the house for my exercise. That's what I'm doing now. And if I need to record a podcast, I will. Um, This is just what I've been doing lately lately. Um, Of course, we'll go back to having Michael on the show where we're just sitting and talking because that's always fun too. But um, yeah, so that's the first block, okay? Then we go into the second block, which I have just titled as 25 minutes. Not really that exciting, but um, during the 25 minutes, um, the kids and I eat breakfast and I am on my phone and my laptop just kind of looking over my emails for the day, seeing if there's any pressing text messages, stuff like that, Um, and while the kids are eating breakfast, they get to watch one show. Um, I prefer that it be a faith-based show to start off their day, so we'll pick something either from the Formed app in Apple TV that has some great Catholic um, and Christian resources for children, or maybe we'll tune into EWTN if there's something there on the app. Um, so that we can, like, do video on demand, um, or we'll turn on, like, a a Brother Francis DVD. Um, After I'm done checking my phone and laptop for those essentials, then I try to surrender (laughs) my devices. I go hide them in the basement um, so that I'm not tempted to look at my phone and laptop. Um, Yeah, and so that concludes that block, and then the next two blocks are... um, those two that I spoke of that are just there to kind of remind me. So the next block is appointments. And on that block, I write what things have to happen that day at a certain time. Um, Yeah, you know, it could be we're having groceries delivered. So I got to make sure I'm ready for that or whatever the case may be. Um, And then the next block is a most important task of the day. So The night before i've evaluated everything that i have to get done and i've picked the one thing that is by far the most important so that if i accomplish at least and only that one thing i can say that the day that the day has still been a success um okay so those i just glance at what are my appointments and what's the most important task of the day it just kind of orients me toward how my day is going to go then we have the getting ready block this is the fifth block on my paper And here is where I wanna make sure I brush everybody's teeth um, because it's so funny, I don't know about you, but it's so easy for us to get just like started with our day and forget to brush teeth, especially because we're staying home. Um, So that is on the schedule so that I don't forget to do it. And then then it's time for me to uh, shower and dress once I've brushed the kids' teeth. And then during this time, the kids uh, get to uh, dress themselves. I ask them to dress themselves. And they get to enjoy indoor playtime. The next block is our faith lesson. And please pray for me, you guys. Please, please pray for me because I need to improve in this area so much. Um, Here comes a big trash truck. I am so sorry. We're going to hear, like, a lot of noise. Bear with me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So the faith lesson block is where i open up our calendar and i look at what saint feast day it is um, or whose anniversary or whose birthday it is Um, and then my goal is to have a formal lesson i think i told you last week about my like spiraling curriculum where i try to teach certain aspects of our faith um, you know every year and just go deeper and deeper so that's what I try to do. And then we try to have a Bible verse that we memorize for the week. That's the goal. But I'm going to be honest with you guys. Oh, it's windy out here. Um, sorry. I'm going to be honest. It is It is hard to achieve that every day um, because the pressure to, like, get on with our day and do these other things, um, not right. So please pray for me to slow it down and give that block the time and attention it needs. I'm keeping it on my paper so that I see it, um, but it's I, I have a weakness that I might be like, oh, well, you know what? The kids and I just talked about this aspect of our faith two days ago. Do I really need to do a lesson on it? So pray for me that I can be stronger in that area. Anyway, then we go into the academics block, and during this time, I will teach both children or... I will allow one child to choose to opt out of the academics block and instead take a bath or shower because I feel like in these hot summertime days they get really sweaty and gross very quickly, so we need frequent baths. And I also notice about our family that nighttime routines are kind of rushed, like we just need to get in bed because it's late, and so it's hard to do a bath before bed in our family. So anyway so at the start of the academics block I just offer who wants to you know take a bath or a shower instead and sometimes one of the kids will be like yeah I totally need one and so they'll go do that while I'm working with the other child so I have a um oh here comes the truck again (laughs) okay (laughs) I have a A seven-year-old. He's about to turn eight, so he's going into second grade. And then I have a daughter who's five, and um, she would be going into her pre-K five, you know, her last of three years of preschool uh, this fall. So um, here's what I have my son do. The first part is penmanship. So on a big dry erase board, I have written some kind of message for the day. Um, and it has some task that he needs to complete, and he writes this in his journal. And from a distance in the room, I'm watching his penmanship, I'm making sure that he's holding his pencil correctly. And then when he's done writing, I'm going to proofread it and make sure he copied everything right, that it's spelled right, that all those letters are formed beautifully. And then I'm going to write back to him in his journal too. And sometimes his morning journal will consist of you know, tell me three things that you're grateful for, Uh, tell me three things that you're going to do today that's going to make today awesome, Um, and then sometimes it'll be like an affirmation statement, like, tell me what you are, tell me something you are, like, I am great at this, I, I do this well, or whatever, so we start off often with that. Other times, I might have him reflect on the feast day, maybe it's a Marian feast day, and I'll say, you know, tell me something you love about our lady, or whatever, um, and then I will give him a worksheet of any kind. It does not matter. I am fortunate that I have all kinds of different workbooks and things for his grade level. So I just, I assign something or I tear something out. Just real simple. It might be a spelling page or a math page or whatever I feel like. Um, and then we go into spelling and it will be just a few words, probably like three words that I've chosen. Um, like the words we just did were excited, breakfast and mm, I forget the third one, but we'll do, oh, healthy, excited, healthy, and breakfast were our words just recently, so he'll write them a couple times, and then, you know, when we get to the point where I feel he's ready, I'll, I'll quiz him on that a few days later, and then after that he goes and he reads a chapter book for a little while he goes and sits quietly in his room he can choose the chapter book but he just has to sit there quietly and read and then I'll call him back and we'll read a bible story for the day again just because our nighttime routines I feel are a little rushed and I want to make sure that when we're reading the bible we're not like clamoring through it really fast so we'll have a bible reading together with his sister and then if he wants to pick one additional book for pleasure that he wants me to read to them I will do that And then for my daughter during that academics block, and I'm kind of bouncing back and forth between the two kids if I have them both at that time. If one's not, um, you know, scrub-a-dub-dubbing. Then um, with her, I do letter names and sounds, uh, just reviewing those. Letter tracing and number tracing on paper. Um, Review of sight words with flashcards. And then I have these little books from A to Z readers or reading from a to z or reading a to z or whatever.com um i think it's reading a hyphen z dot com you can get a free trial and you can download these wonderful little booklets that um, progress the readers from you know a starting point to a more complicated complex point right and um and they're great so they're very systematic and um so she will read some sight words books to me then we'll do you know, a little math lesson where she has to name the numbers that I show her on a flash card or put them in order. Um, she's doing greater than and less than with me, which is cool. We just have like a little alligator mouth and he goes after the bigger number. <laughs> and then, um, then we practice Daddy's phone number because I feel like, God forbid, if there was an emergency... Um, I'm usually with the kids all the time, so I feel like they need to be able to call their father, right? And, like, God forbid if I was with them and they got lost, they calling their dad is always good because he's always got his phone nearby. Um, so I felt that it would be most important for me to teach them his phone number as opposed to mine because I'm usually with them, if that makes sense. So anyway, um, so she practices daddy's phone number. Um, I have it written down on a card, and then she types it into, like, a fake phone um, just so she gets used to that and then um, when that is finished she sits down and she reads that bible story or i read the bible story to her and then she can pick one free book so that is our academics block so after our academics block we then um, do some chores before we um, head outside. (laughs) So um, I actually do the laundry with the children. They're so awesome. Um, I am usually the one like lifting the laundry basket and whatnot, but the kids are great at being able to sort between lights and darks and whatnot. And I've kind of showed them how to put things in the washer and move things to the dryer. And, um, press the buttons, and I, of course, oversee everything, but that is just so much more enjoyable. You guys, it is so much more fun to do laundry when you have your kids involved, because I noticed about myself um, before this that I would, like, run to do laundry, and then, of course, somebody would be calling for me like mommy you know (laughs) and like I'd be like I'll be right there and then I'm like rushing to get through like the laundry thing and I just realized you know what it is much more peaceful and way more fun if I just bring the kids in with me into that event so yeah so we all work together and then once everything's running and all the clean clothes are out and whatnot um then we um We do a laundry toss. (laughs) Now, okay, please don't tell my mother about this, (laughs) and my grandmother from heaven is probably, like, freaking out, but here's how we handle clean laundry. Now, I will admit to Michael's credit, a lot of times he will do this for us, like he will fold and put away the clean clothes, but if it is left to the children and I to put away clean clothes, um, we kind of make it fun. We do what we call a laundry toss, And what that means is I pick something out of the clean laundry bin (laughs) and then I throw it into the air and one of the kids grabs it and um, then we sort things into piles. Like maybe we'll have a pile of socks on one hand or one part of the couch and maybe we'll have, you know, pants on another part of the couch or whatever. So we just, first we just sort by type um, and then after that it's folding um, it's matching up socks. Sometimes we'll have, like, a game where <laughs> Vera will have her socks, Liam will have his socks, I will have my socks, and we'll say, go, and we, like, try to match up as many as we can, um, or we'll just have them all mixed together in one giant conglomeration, and it doesn't matter whose socks you grab, but it's just that whoever accumulates the most matched socks wins, and <laughs> whatever, we just try to make it fun. Anyway, and then, um, you know, for putting things away into drawers, we'll sometimes like say on your market set go. Not that I really condone running in the house, but it is a little more fun when you have a load of laundry that you have to put in a drawer. Like, you know, if you're, if you're racing against your kids, it's just way more fun than just doing it by yourself. Anyway, so that's kind of how we do laundry. And then the next task that we do is um, just making sure that all toys are picked up in the bedrooms, in the living room, you know, whatever, before we go outside. So that's all the stuff we try to do. Um, And when we get all of them done, it honestly takes about three hours, three hours from start to finish, um, in terms of just, you know, getting everybody dressed, going through the faith lesson stuff, going through the academics block, doing those basic chores, all that takes about three hours. And then when we go outside, um, my next block here on my paper is um, my focus then is to hone in on the most important task of the day. I already know what that is because I've already seen it on a different block on my paper, but now that we're outside, I kind of view that as like all of our free time. So the kids are playing and now I get a chance to do what I need to do, so I will... Do whatever that most important task is. If it's on the computer, I have my laptop with me. If it's a phone call, I have my phone with me. And meanwhile, the kids are playing. If it's a rainy day, then, you know, maybe the kids are inside playing, but I will disengage from them for a little while and do the work that I need to. And on the back of my day designer paper, I have a list of all kinds of things that I need to do. So, um, I have like a list of time-sensitive things. I have a list of tasks that I would do outside of the home, like maybe stuff I've got to do in the garage or whatever. Um, so I, I just have like different categories. Um, one category had been running errands, like what errands I need to run. But of course, with the pandemic and whatnot, I'm more grateful to not be going anywhere. So, um, yeah. So that's that's a cool thing. So that I can every time I print my day designer, I can. Pl- you know, flip it over to the back if I'm looking for things to do, and I can see that running list that's always there printed on every um, daily page so that I can start crossing things off. And then occasionally, I, you know, will go into my computer, edit the document, and delete the things that I've done. The reason I like that is because. I used to be one of those people who would like have a handwritten list of things I need to do and I was finding that I was recopying that list all the time because I wasn't getting to things and so I'd recopy and I'd recopy and some people like that because the act of recopying like puts it into their brain so I do get that but for me it was like just so many things. I had so many notes and um, anyway so this works for me that I have one document that I'm working from and you know the the front side of it, I'm filling in the stuff I need to do that makes that day unique. And then on the back, I'm seeing the running list of, of things that I need to get to. And I can, it helps me prioritize too, because I'm looking at everything all at once. But I'm also seeing it grouped by, you know, the things that are time sensitive, the things that are going to be done on the computer, the things that are not going to be done on the computer, just Different things like that, so anyway, while we 're outdoors, um, I do have an exercise bike in our detached garage, so sometimes um, I have it on the list it's 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 a goal to you know potentially rather than just be sitting out there watching the kids play, why not sit on the exercise bike <laughs> while they're playing um, yeah so that's that's the outdoor block um, then when we come inside. Um, there's an indoor block of kind of like chores and academics that we do. And I just want to tell you that I forgot to say that corresponding to this document are is a clip chart, I should say. Um, on our door, I have like in the kitchen, I have this magnetic door. And we have hanging on it um, a clip chart where the children have their tasks for the day kind of laid out. Um, and each time they complete a task, they move the clip to the other side of the, of the like laminated paper that I have. Um, and what's great is when they've completed all of their tasks, then we just flip the paper over and it's all set to go for the next day. Um, that's kind of cool because it allows my children at, at their own will, they can have that independence of completing some tasks and things that they need to do around the house at their leisure. You know, when it works for them, they just know they need to get stuff done by certain times um so like all those academic things that I do with the children there's a corresponding um clip which you know is just like a a laundry you know wooden laundry clip you know what I'm talking about I know that they're not called clips they're called something else but whatever we call them clips <laughs> um but it's nice because the kids can see exactly what they need to do and you know it was great like yesterday for example I was working with my daughter And my son had finished the task I had given him and he was, you know, done with, with that activity. It was like a spelling activity. And then he needed to go for the next thing. And at first I thought, oh my gosh, is he going to interrupt me and my daughter? Because she was like reading to me and stuff. I didn't really want to talk. And um, anyway, but he got up, he went to the clip chart. He looked at what was next. What was next was he had to do a worksheet of any kind. And then he walked over to the little bin I have. That has a printout of all these different worksheets that I've selected for him on different topics. Most of them are pretty self-explanatory and he just paged through and he picked one that interested him and he sat down and started doing it. So the clips are a nice way to reinforce the schedule that I have in my hand on paper um, because the kids are you know, helping me. They're, they're going to the clips and they're taking that initiative and and doing what needs to get done. Not always, but I try to encourage them like, Hey, you've got a couple more clips here that you need to do before we can go outside and whatever. Okay. So the indoor block, um, this is where I need to start dinner. You know, we come in from the outside, it's time to start dinner, but there's also things that need to happen. So, um, the first thing I do when I come in the door is I keep the kids with me, and I say, "Okay, um, Vera, you're going to start practicing patterns." And I have these little like cutouts of little animals. they're laminated, and she will um, create a pattern right there on the kitchen floor. It can be whatever kind of pattern she wants. I kind of talked about this briefly in the last episode. Um, but anyway, while she's doing that, I'm kind of prepping the sink uh, because Liam is going to start doing dishes. Um, we have like our breakfast dishes and we have our lunch dishes and you know, now it's time to make dinner. So I need some of those dishes to get done. So while I'm prepping that space for Liam to take over doing dishes, he is vacuuming. So we have this like hand vacuum and he does Um, underneath my kitchen cabinets. He does behind the kitchen trash can and he does underneath the table where we eat. So he's doing all that vacuuming. Vera's working on her um, pattern on the floor. I'm prepping the dishes for um, dishwashing. So anyway, then Liam starts taking over the dishes, you know, I've removed like the sharp knives, and I've started the hot water and the bubbles and whatnot. And so he's doing the dishes. And then um, I am then free to start prepping dinner. So I'm going to the refrigerator, I'm looking at the menu, I'm like getting all the stuff, you know. And then um, I check Vera's pattern to see if it makes sense. And then um, then there's some songs that she's going to sing to me. And I do this now because I can be Multitasking and listening to what she has to sing. <laughs> so I have her, um, you know, sing the days of the week song, the months of the year song, and the alphabet. And of course, these are things if you, you know, if you need songs, you can always go on YouTube. But um, so she sings those things to me and I'm listening to make sure she's getting them correct. And then I ask her to count and I want her to count higher than she did the day before so she'll start counting and I'll say okay yesterday you counted to this number now tomorrow or you know today I want you to try to get a little bit higher so she's counting and I'm still doing dinner prep and then she uh, we have some prayers that we practice she and I during that time so uh, we'll go over the sign of the cross and uh, the glory to you oh lord a gesture that we do during mass and all of those things I'm able to do with her while preparing dinner and then after a little bit when she's done with those items um, I tell Liam you know that he can stop doing dishes because usually at that point he's made a significant enough difference that I have more counter space and (laughs) um, oh I can't wait till we get a dishwasher (laughs) but anyway um so and then he will go and set the table and if Vera is done with her work um, she will be an assistant to that but he will oversee that um, and so the table then gets set and then the kids are free to go play and by this point I usually have dinner prepped and in the oven and then um, it's time for my personal time so they go and they play and now I have personal time and so you know if I want to like get back on the computer do emails if I want to text if I want to um, you know, go upstairs and read the Bible. I'm trying to do this program called "Learn the Bible in the year in a year. It's really awesome. You just listen to a short audio clip, which is like two minutes long and it's got cool background music and you get like so inspired and then you you know you look at the um the Word of God in print and and then you have some questions to answer. It only takes probably from start to finish, maybe seven minutes for that sort of reflection, but it is lovely and um, yeah, so so that's something I do, and then I also, during that free time, try to pack one box for our move. As you know, we're gearing up for that this fall, so excited. Um, so I will try to at least load up one box, get it labeled, get it um, taped closed, and get it logged into the computer. I try to log the contents of all boxes when we do a move like this. Um, so I put a number outside of the box, and then I have a Word document I've done Excel documents in the past, but Word just seems to work best for me. And I will put the, you know, the number of the box. I'll list the contents of the box as specifically as I can so that I can keyword search in the future if I need to. And then I will put a description of what the box looks like. And I know this is me being like total anal, what a crazy expression that is. But, um, I like to, um, each room of the house gets a number. So, um, for instance, all items that are from the kitchen are in the, uh, in the tens or the teens. Um, so, so like basically all of my kitchen items that are going to be boxed up are all going to go in the tens or the teens. So in other words, all the numbers from 10 to 19 all those boxes are going to be for my kitchen, but that doesn't mean like I have to have only that amount of boxes. Like if I need more, I can do you know, 19.1, 19.2, 19.3. Anyway, so each place of the house has a designated number and then I just, yeah, that's kind of how I do it. I know I'm kind of crazy. Okay, <laughs> anyway, um, so continuing with the day designer. So after we have dinner then, um, then we do like we have a small kind of like chores block um the kids have some simple chores they have to do simple clips and there are things like getting your pajamas clean your bedroom stuff like that um, oh the first thing is you know empty your or clear your place you know put your plate in the kitchen and you know whatnot and then I am at that time washing the dishes and I'm usually also printing out my day designer page for the next day and kind of like just thinking about what has to get done the next day And then after that, we go into our bedtime routines block. So I find that I like to get in my pajamas at the same times as the kids do. It helps me get in bed at a better time. (laughs) And then I brush the kids' teeth and um, lead the prayers usually for the evening. If I'm really tired, Michael will lead the prayers in my place. We always try to do the rosary every night, Lord willing. Um, Sometimes we'll do like a novena or something like that if it's something special, but usually we try to do the rosary. And then um, sometimes Michael will help us out during that time with, you know, having the kids clean up if they need help cleaning up or if there's more laundry, clean laundry that needs to be put away, Michael will come to the rescue and help us with that so that the kids can actually get in their beds. They're not covered with clean laundry. (laughs) And then after the kids are in bed, I have a block for Michael on my schedule, which is just, you know, is there anything that I just wanna to talk to him about or do with him, you know, like whatever, I just make my notes there because we can have our uninterrupted time. And then the next block is mommy's evening goal for an early bedtime. So I try to choose only one thing that I'm gonna do in the evening because if I have too many things that I think I'm gonna get done in the evening, then I will stay up late. So one realistic evening goal that hopefully is not going to impact my bedtime. And uh, yeah, and then the last block is just reminders if there's anything I need to keep in mind for the next day. So that is how I design my day. Um, It's a work in progress and I don't always achieve everything every day, but I love being able to print out a new sheet and at least see the hopefuls. And again, I'm evaluating my day's success based on whether or not I achieved the most important task of the day, and that's only one thing, and it has to be something that separates that day, makes it unique from all the other days, and if I achieve that goal, um, then I feel pretty proud of myself, so, and there's lots to be thankful for every day of life, right, like, you know, life is short, we just have to, like, be grateful for every moment we have, and we have to remember, obviously, that life is not about checking off things on the list, it's not about, productivity it's not about task completion you know what it's about being that's what we were made we're human beings so we're really meant to just be and um and be with family and be with friends and um enjoy those moments right so that's a reminder to myself <laughs> It's time for your holy homework. My challenge for you this week is to examine your daily schedule and make at least, you know, one revision that you could do to improve it somehow. And tell me how you design your day. Email me at fashionedbyfaithpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Thanks for listening to the Fashioned by Faith podcast. We'll see you on Wednesday for the next episode. And in the meantime, spread the word and visit fashionedbyfaith.com. And until then, stay true to the faith and keep growing in style.